Welcome home, where homeownership matters for all. A production of the Orange Chatham Association of Realtors. A voice for real property rights. Welcome, Will. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Please share with us a little bit about who you are and what your role is within uh, North Carolina Realtors. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. My name is Will Martin. I am counsel for the North Carolina Association of Realtors. I've had the uh, privilege and the honor of being the attorney for NCAR for my 23rd year now. I've been a lawyer for 33, so uh, two-thirds of my career has been working for the realtor organization and trying to understand and uh, share with our members the laws that affect what they do for a living. Well, we certainly thank you for your service. I'm going to jump right in. We're here to talk about forms today. Share with me a little bit about when and why changes are made every year for forms. Well, the when's the easier part. Try to do that annually, July 1 to the extent we can minimize the impact that it has on members. We know that changing forms can be aggravating for members, and so we try to do it annually. Occasionally, we do it off-cycle. I actually got an example of that this year with a a standard rental contract, but typically we're able to do it annually. As far as uh, why is it necessary, strictly speaking, it's not oftentimes necessary. Sometimes there's a change in the law. Mm-hmm. or a real estate commission rule that necessitates a change in the form. More often, it's try to try to address questions that members raise about a form. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we need a new form to address some aspect of practice that they run into frequently or something's not clear in a form, an argument about what something means. Mm-hmm. So most of the changes are actually driven by input from members, from members and, and requests from members. Yes. For those who don't know, who makes these changes? Well, I've got two main groups. One is the NCAR Forms Committee, and they're responsible for all the forms that uh, are not uh, jointly approved, most notably the, the listing agreement, the buyer agency agreement, all the agency forms are NCAR forms only. And then there are a large number of important forms which we jointly approve with the Bar Association the offer to purchase a contract. Mm -hmm. It's uh, several different versions. We collaborate with the Bar Association. So there's a a group of real property attorneys from around the state and a smaller group of realtors who collaborate on changes to those what we call jointly approved forms. So when we're looking at all those forms, which form do you feel is the most popular, utilized the most? Oh, the offer to purchase a contract. Okay, so let's d- dive sure. right into that. How many changes, and you may not know this off the top of your head, how many changes were made to that 2T contract? Probably a half dozen this year, mm-hmm. I would just guess. They were all characterized as a very technical, clarifying kinds of changes. Although, well, one substantive change in addition, you know, we wire fraud is a big issue, and we had rolled out a wire fraud notification addendum Mm -hmm. early in the year to try to raise people's awareness about the issue. And so it was decided that it was such an important issue that we would go ahead and just incorporate the essential component of that uh, addendum into the offer to purchase itself and into the agency agreements so that it wouldn't be missed. 
So I know we don't have a lot of time, but when you're talking about a few of those changes that were technical, share with me a couple of examples. One would be making, you know, there, there are several places in the contract and in some of the addenda where time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. And typically something has to be done by a certain date. And we've decided to associate a time of day with that date rather than just leave it up to it being on a particular day. So the changes really track what we've already done with the uh, end of the due diligence period, which ends at 5 p.m. on an agreed upon date. So now you will see times of day associated with most of those places in the uh, forms where time is of the essence. That's wonderful. One example. Much needed. Wow. And again, what's another change, technical change that was made? Well, we tried to clarify a few things about special assessments. It's not an issue that comes up really frequently, but when it does, it's typically a pretty big deal. Somebody is surprised to find out that they're responsible for something that they didn't realize they were responsible for. Mm -hmm. uh, relatively deep in the transaction. So it's, it's an unwanted surprise for a party and their agent. And so we've tried to make some clarifying changes uh, regarding special assessments. It's, uh, they're dealt with in several places throughout the contract because of the way in which the contract is organized. Mm-hmm. So we've tried to add cross-references, for example. So you'll perhaps uh, be aware that there's another place in the contract that also addresses special assessments. The same thing. Okay. If I want to find updated forms, where do you recommend I go? Well, you can find uh, PDFs of all of our forms on the NCAR website. You have to log in and then you can go to the form section. Of course, I think now they've all been updated in our form software Mm -hmm. program, Zip Forms. If you want to find a summary of the changes and actually links to marked up copies of the forms, if you want to see the exact changes, you can also get those on the website. That'd be the residential forms and the property management forms, uh, several of which underwent some, some significant changes, and there were some very technical changes to a number of the commercial forms. So that would be ncrealtors.org? Yes, ncrealtors.org, and you have to log in, and then once you log in, there are some quick links at the top of the page, mm-hmm. and if you click on the Q&A icon, okay. that will take you to uh, a list of archived uh, Q&As, of which there are several hundred, because we do a weekly Q&A series. But under the Forms category, if you click on that, you'll see a summary of changes, and then if you click on that, then you can, uh, you can find which summary you want to. What happens if an agent utilizes outdated forms? What are the repercussions for that, Will? Well, technically, it's a violation of the duty of membership. Mm-hmm. There's a usually a 60-day grace period to transfer to uh, begin to use a new form. Mm-hmm. So roughly the end of August, you should uh, quit using an old version of a form that's been changed. I don't think we've ever disciplined anybody for uh, violating a duty of membership. My greater concern would be that if you used an outdated form and that caused some kind of harm to a, a client or a mm-hmm. customer, you might be setting yourself up for a complaint to the Real Estate Commission, I would say, just for not keeping up with things as an agent. That was very informative. Thank you. I want to 
transition to something that I have recently been utilizing and I want to really make our members aware of, and that's the legal hotline. I'm embarrassed to say that I was an active member and realtor for three years before I even knew that the legal hotline was in place. So please share with our members, what is the legal hotline and how do they utilize it? Oh, it's a, I think it's a wonderful resource. I learn a lot uh, just answering calls on the hotline. We'll probably answer four or 5,000 calls on the hotline this year. Uh, we're up to you know, 20 a day, fairly commonly. Uh, sometimes more, sometimes fewer. But the idea is uh, a member, a realtor member, can call in anytime during the workday that the Association of Realtors is open, which is most days of the year, mm-hmm. weekdays and few major holidays they're closed but you can call anytime during the day and you know ask for the uh, legal hotline they'll transfer you to our office I say our uh, I've got two partners uh, John Waite and Bill Gifford and we take turns just handling hotline calls and so you can call and ask about anything uh, relating to real estate and we don't give specific legal advice but we can try to brainstorm about handling a situation and try to identify what we think the issues might be. Lots and lots of calls about contracts, Mm -hmm. uh, formation of contracts, termination of contracts, interpretation of contracts. But we get a lot of questions about lots of other areas too. You know, fair housing questions, RESPA questions, Mm -hmm. just real estate commission rule compliance questions. And it's, it's just amazing the number of different things we get questions about. So, What's the cost to utilize that source? There's no cost associated with it at all. It's part of your membership. There were a few years there during the Great Recession where we tried to charge an extra fee for it. So you had to pay $100 a year to use the hotline. But you know when the economy started improving a little bit and the association resources uh, improved as well, uh, they've added that back in now for probably four or five years now as a part of your dues. So anybody can call. and We love to get calls. I love to hear that because I love to call every once in a while. <laughs> so just to recap, a lot of change forms past July, um, we, they can call you, but more so they, any member can go to ncrealtors.org and go through that step-by-step process to find those updated changes made to the forms. Also, legal hotline is available during certain business hours and you seem to be open to people calling. Almost oh, yes. happy. Yep. Well, thank you very much for being with us today, Will. Sure. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. This has been an episode of Welcome Home, a production of the Orange Chatham Association of Realtors. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>